back to Garbage Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common. You don't need to enjoy just one or the other. So we will take our movie of the week and pair it with something artier or trashier and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite, or at the very least, we provide some slight entertainment to you. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me, as always, is the Sanshiro to my Higaki. Aaron is here. Hi, Aaron. Hi. How you doing? Good, how are you? Good. It's easy when they my little intros get written by the movie we're watching in the week. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Welcome to just the movie. Yep. Yep. It's a very easy segue into what we're talking about this week. The movie. The movie that uses all those proper nouns I just mentioned. <laughs> all of these words are in the Bible. If by the Bible you mean... You mean Johnny Toe's Throwdown. And I do. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> my new Bible. <laughs> I've developed a lot of religions on this show. Well, we're, yeah, we're a polytheistic right. sect. <laughs> Join us. But also, don't do hero worship, it's wrong. No, that's true. Except for Johnny Toe. <laughs> Except for Johnny Toe. But just to be safe. Yeah, before we're talking about Throwdown, I just want to take a brief mention of Johnny Toe is somebody that I know we've discovered pretty recently, mm-hmm. and boy, oh boy, am I Johnny Toe-pilled. I am <laughs> big into it. I think we've only seen like five of his movies, but he's directed like... A thousand over the past three months or something. (laughs) Oh, good. It's got this very funny thing where, like, you... Suddenly the floodgates feel like they're opening a little bit. Like, things are starting to get released here in North America. Mm -hmm. And boy, oh boy, there's a lot to catch up on. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And this is coming from, like, somebody who I am very into Hong Kong movies generally. Yes, and you have been, like, consistently. Yeah. It's just... Well, how did you not... Yeah. I don't know. It's just... He he lives in an area of Hong Kong movies, which is, like, early 2000s to, mm-hmm. to like, 2010 was, like, his biggest output, I feel like. Okay. Or at least his most popular output. Er, and, sure. Yeah. And that's where I'm, like, a blind, blind spot. So gotcha. this is, like, a huge blind spot that's been open to me over the past couple of months, years. I don't know when we watched this. What is time, anyway? Yeah, yeah. who knows. Uh, but uh, I just want to, so I just want to talk a little bit of Johnny Toe even before we get to the Do movie. Do it! Because this is, Throwdown is from 2004. It is his 19th movie he directed over eight years. Oh my god. Is, like, I get indigestion just <sighs> saying that. Like, the amount of, like, you are working 15 days a week, 36 yeah. <laughs> hours a day. Like That's like that's like 2.3 movies every year. Yeah. Like, end of the type that he does. Yes. Uh, like, you know. Like, it'd be one thing, we, we mentioned Shaw Bros movies a bunch on this podcast before. Yeah. And, Where you uh, watch it and you're like, oh, this set again. Yeah, I see <laughs> how they again. <laughs> managed to put out a movie every 10 days. Yes, that makes exactly. sense. Um, and this is, like, all of his movies, they all have his style and everything, but none of them look the same. Like, he's Mm-mm. such, those 19 movies cover, like, Rom-coms, straight comedies, dramas, martial arts movies, sports movies, gun-fu, action movie. Yeah. Like, and, like, even within a given movie, someone might be out in, like, the Mongolian desert, and then they might be in a rundown apartment building yeah. in Taiwan. Like, it's, it's, the productions must be, Wild. I don't, I don't know, do they, yeah, <laughs> they all do meth for, like, six months and that's how they put out the movie that's the only thing i can assume good for them Uh, all right (laughs) yeah like and to add to this insanity of like oh you'd think that would mean everything is super planned out so that you get to the set and you're like bam let's just get this out quick and whatever no he like rewrites his movies on set and like there's a few things i'll mention in here that are just like that would have been a different movie okay oh boy uh but he is famous for being a guy who like 
he works on he directs numerous movies simultaneously so it'll be like he's directing the scene on throwdown and then they have to take like two hours to set up a shot or something like that so So he goes and starts doing like storyboarding for exiled or whatever right right well while he waits on other people he's doing work for another project that's so smart though Uh, that's there's so much hurry up and wait in productions yeah but i just don't know how you do 19 movies oh i mean my my brain would turn into a slurpee for sure but Mm -hmm. good for him all right i'm gonna turn film too do people hate working on these movies though i feel like the i'm rewriting these pages today is maybe a sign of like but you know we spent two hours setting up this lighting right like (laughs) it's hard to say given like the behind the scenes stuff i've watched for this and some of his other movies mm-hmm. it seems like there's a lot of you know who it reminds me of is when people talk about villeneuve oh okay. uh, when they're like yeah so it was really collaborative we talked about it a lot we got to set we realized we wanted to change things it was very challenging okay but ultimately i really like like i'm really more proud of the work that we did because and i'm listening to johnny toe interviews if part of his directing thing is like I want to put people in an uncomfortable place so that they're doing something for the first time because then it's a fresh thing that they're that they're doing rather than he goes on about like yeah great actors are great actors because they got like three tricks that they can do and I don't want them to use any of them. <laughs> like this is true of Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Louis Koo, like he's just oh, like boy. everybody is like this. I don't want them to do that at all. I want them because they look and are just naturally a certain way and then I will make them throw all that out and do a brand new thing. I, I understand the value of that. It uh, Yeah. Hearing that, I'm like, oh, you must be terrible to work with. <laughs> I, I want like them to be uncomfortable. Like, I don't. I would like to be comfortable. I don't know. I get it, though. It's I probably one it. of those things of, like, in the moment, you're like, this sucks. Yeah. And then six months out, you're like, that was pretty Damn, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, people keep coming back. He's got the same actors in a lot of things. Yeah. So, like, and this is the other thing of he does use so many of the same collaborators yeah. that, like, listen to the Peter Cam, who did the score on Throwdown, mm-hmm. talk about, like, yeah, I've worked with him, like, two dozen times now. So I know what he <laughs> Wants. I mean, yeah, you, you've assembled people who like working yeah. that way. And that's why I'm like, sounds like Villeneuve, because Villeneuve sure. uses all the same people. And yeah. whenever a new person comes in, they're like, wow, yeah, this was so hard. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, it was a good thing, ultimately, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, if you can make it through. Yeah. Nice. So you and Denis Villeneuve, both Johnny Topild. <laughs> Seems that way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have this in common. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that off the top, in case you're not super aware of Johnny Toe's works, uh, and this is mostly, I feel like we're doing this episode to be like, more people to watch Johnny Toe movies so we can talk about them. I am. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Throwdown. Yeah. The literal translation of the Chinese text of the title is Judo Dragon and the Tiger List, which is a what? wild title. That's a way better name. But it's so unrelated to anything that happens in this movie. I know, but it's cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. The Tiger List. Yeah. Okay. So 2004, like I said, directed by Johnny Toe, written by uh, Yao Nai Hao, Okin Yi, and Yip Tin Shing. This is starring uh, Louis Koo, who is hilarious and fantastic. Love him. Aaron Kwok, Cherry Ying, Tony Lung. Not the Tony Lung that you might be picturing. Big Tony. This not is Big Tony, Tony, which is Tony Lung Kafai, who's Big Tony. And Little Tony is the North American known guy, Tony Lung Chu Wei, who's known as Little Tony, yes. because they are big and little, respectively. <laughs> and Big Tony is older, right? He's, so. He came first, like, essentially. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Nice. At least he present he physically appears older to me. Right. <laughs> That's how nicknames should work. You should have to like <laughs> should go by seniority. You came first, so you're the big one. 
Big Tony is also just a great name. It's a great name. Yeah. Yeah. Big Tony and Little Tony. Have they been in a movie together? They should be. <laughs> I hope I so. I mean, the poster alone. Come on. They call it Big and Small. They run a, a men's yes, clothing like store. A, yeah. <laughs> it's about, no, it's a dry cleaner and they lose a mob guy's suit one day and it's his favorite <laughs> suit. Yes. Yeah, that rules. Get Come Johnny on. Toe on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to do another movie this year? You have time. <laughs> Uh, and as I mentioned already, music by Peter Cam. Yes. Yeah. Very cool soundtrack to this one. Yeah. It's like... Very neat. There's, there's... The only thing I, like, looked up on the soundtrack is the way that he wrote it, which I don't know if this is, like, a standard kind of practice, but it seemed neat to me. We'll throw down, it's a judo movie. It's, you know, got lots of physicality, big, like, yeah. implied pulse and a lot of stuff. He would watch scenes with a metronome and try to find the, like the most through-line metronome marking for, like, the physical gestures, the camera motion, the... The, the, the on-screen beats. Yeah, like, the pulse okay. by which all of the physical motion, or even just the spoken lines are happening. Sure. And he would find that, and then he'd, like, write out the beat to whatever he's writing first, and then write the music on top of that. Weird. Okay. Just to be... Because he's like, this is a movie about, like, about, you know, pulse and going at a certain speed, and the characters sure. are all going very different speeds when we meet them. And so it's, it's yeah, about putting all that together. Nice. I think it's very cool. I haven't heard of that. That feels like exactly something I would try and then I would get frustrated because it doesn't line up exactly and abandon the idea. So. Yeah, like I was, I listened to him say that in an interview and I was like, oh, that's a very cool idea. And I thought for, about it for two seconds and I was like, oh, but then what happens when you have literally two things happening? <laughs> How do you decide which is the dominant one? But Indeed. Here's where, here's where he gets paid the big dollars to compose me. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So uh, how about we talk about what happens in Throwdown, then? Let's please do, because all of it's great. I, oh, I can't remember if we get this off the top of the end. We get a dedicated to uh, Akira Kurosawa, who, as we oh, know, is our very fave, because there's lots of references to Senshiro Sugata, which was his first movie, and is also very judo-heavy. <laughs> yes, it's literally about a guy who, like, comes to town and is like, I want to learn martial arts, and they're like, have you heard of judo? He's like, no, I thought I only had to do jujitsu, and they're yeah. like, there's another way! So it's about his, like, moral and physical and Transformation. mental yeah, yes. growth and all that. Yeah. Into the, like, the strength, the inner strength of judo. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very, very martial arts movie. Uh, very much, like, just picture the arc of a standard martial arts movie yeah it comes from kurosawa he's the guy that did it first yeah. so i'm saying it like it's a it's almost as if no that was no that's why he, he was the blueprint as we are so fond of saying we say that about him a lot just <laughs> in our lives if it was just if it was not true i wouldn't say it so much uh, that's not correct at all but all right uh so toe describes this movie i this is like a weird little genre thing where you can just call it a drama if you want sure but it's like a sports martial arts Comedy drama, kind of. Yes. Uh, I like that Johnny Toe describes this. He describes the genre of this movie as a romantically preachy message movie. Uh, I mean, he's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very like the premise is very uh, rom com y. Mm-hmm. Or, or even without the rom, just like just it's, calm. Yeah, yeah, just a calm movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then the execution is the drama, yeah. I think. And I feel, so he, like, the original draft of the movie is just a light f- farcy comedy. Yeah. And that that's it. I can see uh, And he was like, no, we're going to do something different. So he, like, made it as, he made the, like, the stakes and all this stuff as not implicit as possible. Like, he mm. cut so much of the dialogue. I think the writer said something like 60% of the dialogue got cut down. 
Um, so he makes the stakes not implicit. Uh, the, the the dramatic character stakes of like nobody is turning to camera and being like, it's because I'm currently suffering from this affliction. Right. Uh, in order to like make the audience think about it rather than just tell people what's happening. Sure. Yeah. So so it's not explicit. Yes. Okay. You yeah. said implicit. I mix those up sometimes, it seems. Uh, yeah. I got it, I got it. I was like, I think they're very implicit. Okay, I <laughs> yes. see, I see. He wanted to make them implicit by making yes. them less explicit. Got it. I've learned something today. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny No. <laughs> uh, but he wanted to do that in order to like make it less melodramatic and more romantic, kind of. Oh, yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. It's so much about like, like how characters wait before they respond to each other. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, or, or don't say anything, in, yeah. you know, it's, it's very, it can be a frustrating movie to watch <laughs> at first. If you're, if you do just think of it as like, this is going to be a, a guy about the power of Judah, like, because it is just characters, my favorite thing, characters interacting as if there is no camera on them. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's no, no performing for the benefit of the camera in this at all. Yeah, or the audience, you know which is I mean? great. Like, uh, and I love that you said that because apparently the the two thousands Hong Kong comedy style was super fast, fast delivery. No one's a character; everyone is just like bullet firing huge... dialogue delivery machine. Yeah, like huge gestures, huge everything is big. And he said his biggest direction he had to give on this movie was for people to just say the lines calmly to the camera. Yeah, <laughs> calm the fuck down. Yeah. Maybe they were taking math. <laughs> Put out 18 movies a year. Okay. Yeah. He's saying like okay. Lewis Koo had done like, yeah, like 10 rom-coms in a row right before. And yeah. he was like, okay, so Lewis, in this, you are a brain dead drunk. So you cannot respond fast. You want to. No. You feel like everyone wants you to, but you don't have the capacity. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, that's hard. Huh. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, speaking of our characters then. Yes. We get, like, it kind of opens with uh, just three little vignettes of our characters, I, yeah. I suppose you'd say. The intro vignettes. Yeah, which are all goddamn spectacular. They're great. We've got Tony, and I all of Toe's stuff, and I just love Johnny Toe for this, is it's all character motivated. Like, yeah, Tony's yeah. first scene that you know everything about him. You're like, oh, here's, like, this punk who just wants to fight, and he doesn't think about anything but his fighting but proving that he's the best fighter yeah yeah, he is like a born competitor if he was in the corporate world you'd be like oh he's the guy that wants the corner office and to like sure yeah Yeah. but he's thankfully doing judo instead the (laughs) less damaging yeah (laughs) throwing a man onto the sidewalk yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. so tony wins his bet right away by throwing the bouncer to the ground which is great yeah rolls up to the what is it, the the, the after, after hours. hours club? Yeah, yeah, which I like a lot. And she's like, hey, I bet it. You know, this bouncer is 350 pounds and Tony is not. Yeah. What, <laughs> like, I what, bet I can throw you in one move. And he's like, yeah, sure, sure, buddy. Okay, all right. And he does. He does. It was great. And we love him for it. So many of these shots are very funny, too, because they've got the, like, the slow motion as, you know, the bouncer goes over his shoulder and yeah. onto the ground. And, like, it just feels like a sports movie. Yeah, like, this <laughs> for is... For this first little bit. But this is the thing of, like, if I thought of this as a martial arts movie watching it the first time, it's not a martial arts movie. It's just a sports movie, really. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's, like, the underdog sports movie. Every Everything is there. For, you know, all of that language is there. Yeah. There's so much, like, sportsmanship kind of underneath yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've met Tony, and he comes in because he wants to come and challenge uh, Sato Bo, who is the, not the, like, owner, but just, like, the night manager, he I guess. runs the club, yeah. Yeah, uh, who's a <laughs> big drunk. 
absolute alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, we meet him on in the middle of drinking eight beers in yeah. a row, <laughs> and falling down all over himself, yeah. and trying to play guitar and passing out mid chord. <laughs> it's great, haven't we all? Uh, and we, then we also meet Mona, who is being thrown out of her apartment. And I love her for a scene. It's so... Something about her, like, just facing the camera and sucking up noodles in the face of yeah. shit happening. She's like, she doesn't care. It's so yeah. great. All right. It, it really feels like she knew this was going to happen and is just kind of mildly amused that it took this long. Yeah. Because <laughs> the landlady is like, you haven't paid your rent for eight months. <laughs> you just gave me yeah, this fair. fake ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I... She's very funny to start out with, just like, oh, okay, I'm kicked out of my apartment. I have nowhere to live. Well, off I go. Gather a bag of my belongings off the sidewalk. Uh, and it's because... very... Oh, sorry, I just want to... It's it's very... It's funny that you said the thing about them all being at different speeds. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're all kind of in dire straits, but in very different ways. Yeah. Like, Tony is very blunt force, like, okay, just run at the wall until it gives it... Like, he's very attack the problem. And Mona is just like... I'm I'm moving on. I'm forgetting a problem even exists. Yeah. And Bo is just can't cope. Like he can't move away from the problem at all. So yeah. he just drinks himself to death. Yeah. It's it's good. It's a very good like you know something is up with all of them, but they're all in different places in their lives and Yeah. yeah I love that like it it's kind of like when as they come together too, you the audience know everything that they know about each other. Where it's yes, just like yeah. you've had like half a conversation with each of, with each of them, but you're yeah. so you know 100 percent of what their energy is, 100 percent of like what they're trying to do, even even if you don't understand why or history or anything like that, just does a, such a great job of plopping you at a midpoint in these characters' stories without making it stressful. Like that can be a, a like mm-hmm. oh I got to figure out why this is happening and like yeah, there's no mystery presented to yeah. you. Like why is this character doing this? Like. No, she's not paying her rent. That's that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tony fights uh, the karaoke after hours saxophonist and breaks his arm. He really he's going around just being like, "You fight me, you fight me." Like I play in the band. I'm not. Um, and he's like, "Nope, we're fighting now." Like, oh my god, this is assault. <laughs> and I love <laughs> just going through the interviews with the the writer. Um, the main writer I mentioned, he he was saying, he's like, yeah, this is a great movie. I don't get why everybody knows Judo, but that's just what Johnny Toe wanted. Just like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, the saxophonist knows how to do Judo. You know what I do think is like, <laughs> isn't that true of everybody? I feel like, you know, the, the owner or whatever, night manager, mm. like Bo runs the club. Yeah. He was quite famous as a judo guy. Maybe you go oh, to work there because you know judo or you have connections. Like, yeah, you can you can play on, you know, Tuesdays and Fridays. Like, yeah, I, I can see that. that makes For sense. this setting, yes, it makes sense <laughs> to me. But the reason I wanted to mention all this is because it leads up to Tony's amazing entrance. <laughs> this is where they're all three of them are in the room at the same time for the yeah. first time. Mona's auditioning uh, to sing. Bo is trying to remain conscious. Yeah. After the amazing just kills me every time Mona waking up Bo in the bar and he oh my god she's there at like 8 a.m because she's so gung-ho to audition like I'm going to be a singer I'm going to and he 
can barely open his eyes. Just the uh, the fantastic, kicks like, she kicks him and he goes from laying flat to sitting up and trying to pretend that he wasn't yeah, just like As if this. he wasn't just unconscious for six hours. I, it, it replays constantly in my mind and I chuckle to myself. It's so right? great. She starts singing and then Tony runs in wailing on his saxophone that he stole he from the stole? guy whose arm he broke. My question is, how does he know how to play the saxophone? <laughs> I don't care that everyone knows judo. How does he know... What the fuck is up with this saxophone? <laughs> magical ass saxophone. <laughs> that's the real, that's the like, the backstory here is it's a magical saxophone. <laughs> it brings Comes people together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it helped the saxophonist get his life together. Now it's moving on to Tony. <laughs> One thing I loved here that I didn't pick up on, um, they were directed to sing sloppily. Like, not oh. bad, but not good. <laughs> sure. The idea being like, you're fine, but there's nothing special about you. Sure. Is what you're like picking up through her performance here. Okay. And like, yeah, that is as soon as I thought about it for a second, it's like, yeah, it is exactly it's like fine. it's shot like it's a big stellar Like she's gonna step on stage and just like electrify, you know, Bo and be like, oh, you must you must sing. Like, yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> and he's just yeah, concentrating on a spot in the wall so he doesn't be sick. Oh yeah, he's dunking his head in ice water while she's singing. <laughs> Personally, if someone ran away and dunked their head in a tub of ice while I was singing, I would stop singing. I don't know. And here's where I know watching this for the first time, I was like, okay, we're meeting our characters and everything like that. And then Bo just <laughs> looks like he's having a break from reality, which he's hungover. Yep. So, of course. Uh, and he's just like muttering to himself. He's like, come with me. Can you help me with something? Are you free right now? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, can you help me? And he involves them in what we learn is a robbery. Yeah. <laughs> Like a mafia guy robbery, like a triad. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, neat. And they're totally cool with it. He's got this very, like, you know, he is at the bottom of the fucking barrel for, like, his own life. They clearly go with him because, yes, they want something from him. Mona wants him to give her a job. And Tony wants to fight him, wants to get him to agree to fight. But they immediately kind of go into protective mode a little bit, where they're like, uh, I'll pay for, like, bus fare to get us there. Like, is, are you okay? Do you yeah, want, there's like... <laughs> something off about him. Yes. And this is something that took me, like, three or four watches to really understand how off stuff is with him. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, his physical lose coo- I thought the first go, I was like, oh, he's brain dead, so he can't control his body, right? He's like, an that's... alcoholic. Like, it's, yeah. But as we learn later, it's a lot more stuff going on. It's just so, such an amazing performance. I it's love Lewis Curran. really, really rewards a rewatch yeah. in a way that, like, a sports movie doesn't necessarily. Yeah, because yeah. it's not about the sports scenes. It's about, yeah, yeah all the little choices happening. It's great. Yeah. So they're at this arcade robbing a triad guy. <laughs> and the arcade scene is so great. Everything in this movie is shot, like, hyper-serious. Like, there's so many dark shadows and, yeah. like, little pools Very of Very 90s Hong Kong type of, like, gangster movie, right? <laughs> like, it doesn't play by noir rules, but it looks like a yeah. technicolor neo-noir almost. <laughs> it's great. I, I love the look of this movie. And this is just Johnny, Johnny Toe's style, more or less. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like a more intensive version of it here maybe. than maybe some other places. But They're yeah. just robbing a triad guy who's like picking on random players at yeah. the arcade and being like, you suck shit at this game. Who taught you how to fight? You goddamn pig. Yeah. It's the red button, idiot. But this is what I like. So this is uh, Brother Savage, who yes. we learn a little bit later on. Well, I guess later in the scene, who was also a judo guy and mm-hmm. knew Bo through judo and such. Um 
who he he's got the same thing as Tony. He's just like I gotta fight everybody. I gotta True. Like, yeah. compete and prove I'm the best and all that. But at the same time, he goes to start playing against Tony, and the idea here is Tony's supposed to be a bad distraction and a distraction. Yeah. yeah, but he's trying to teach Tony how to play yeah. while he's beating the <laughs> shit out of him, which is like yeah. if you want a more uh, tight encapsulation of the idea of what a martial arts training is it's like sure you can listen to the words and be like oh they're maybe like being a little harsh or belittling but all they're trying to do is bring out the knowledge in you and get you to like stand on your feet about it sure i mean it's not it's toxic as hell but it's yeah it's not good for you but uh yeah the heart's in the right place or in this case, the joystick. It's like the the Spider Verse moment where you know Peter and Peter too and Miles are escaping. Like the best way to learn is under intense life threatening pressure. Everyone knows this. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what this is. Yeah, and it is life threatening pressure because I mean Tony watches Savage box cutter a guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, talk about like one thing I really enjoy about Johnny Joe's movies is you can get these whiplash tonal shifts and they all work for me they all oh they're all magnificent but like it goes to stakes as hell immediately yeah you know brother savage like this very comical bit where he's playing with like a a teenager or whatever and he's like you suck at this game idiot oh my god i can't believe who let you play this and two guys two of his goons run up and they're clearly out of breath they're like we're here with the delivery like it doesn't like guns or like money or whatever yeah and he just sort of like almost doesn't even stop playing the game and just sort of half turns around and takes a box cutter out of his pocket and just click 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 <laughs> click pushes it out you're just like oh my god we're gonna watch someone die in an arcade and i let so yeah you have that like so threatening and then he just so lazily just like literally almost doesn't stop playing the game he just slashes the guy across the chest like slash is such a violent word it's like he just lightly drags it across like it drags looks like really somebody the way. Yeah. like doodling with a pen like yeah. that level of commitment and then the guy turns around and just his shirt is soaked just, in blood yeah, walks away like trembling and like gray in the face yeah. and absolutely cascading blood this character's wild I yeah <laughs> brother savage is scary but very funny. Very funny. Yeah. Just such a mumbly little, like he's he's living his life. He knows I, what he wants. Yeah, I fuck guess. It. yeah. <laughs> so funny. Like jumping between the arcade machines as he tries to like talk to Bo after, like Bo's stolen the money, and you think, oh no, he got caught, and like, oh, Brother Savage just recognizes just him as recognized the judo champion. Like, do you? We fought. Do you remember? <laughs> yes he's like you don't sure. but it's okay all right let's go boys it's like, good to see you take care <laughs> like, you're real. like holding the guy's briefcase under his suit jacket like, yeah okay all right and here's so we got the money stolen and we're getting away and Bo is splitting up the the funds and this is where we're talking about re- rewarding rewatch i totally did not understand what was happening in this scene oh. tony's just like okay we did the the, the we did your thing so now we fight yeah and Bo doesn't really say yes, but he doesn't say no. He just kind of stands there like a loose skeleton. Uh, <laughs> and Tony just takes him to town and then starts Beats choking him out. out of him, yeah. And that scene of him being choked out is so long. And the thing I didn't realize, because I don't know judo super duper well, at least the first time I didn't, and then I mm-hmm. read a ton about judo because I was like, this is cool. <laughs> um, what's supposed to be happening here is... Bo is one, supposed to be fighting back. He's not fighting back. Yeah. So Tony is getting weirded out because I'm just throwing around a dummy, basically, is what's yeah. happening to him. It's not how Joe is supposed to go. And sure. he's getting choked out. He's either supposed to try and get out of the grip or tap out. Those are the two options. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, but he's and, not doing anything. Yeah. Which is a real just like death wish kind of 
real, real like grim ass stuff. It again, one of these shifts where it's like, wow, you just got away with like a very Ocean's Eleven scene of like, <laughs> we thought we got caught. Phew, it was something else. And they're like divvying up the money afterwards. And then this, where you're like, does he want to die? Yeah. Mona has to come over a couple times, like. They drop the money while they're fighting and she's like, holy fuck, and has to go around and like collect it off the street and she has to tap on him. Like, you know that you're choking him. He can't breathe. Yeah. Like he he's suffocating right now. She says it several times. Because it starts out as like, hey, he can't breathe. Yeah. As it just like, oh, hey. okay, then Tony will let him go. He has to turn into like, no. you have to let him go. He's he cannot breathe. Die. <laughs> yes. This it becomes enough. very sad after this like triumphant yeah. exit from the arcade. And this is a thing that I love what Johnny Toe does in just the few of his movies that I've seen. He does this thing of like, we don't know that it's it's a thievery when we go to the arcade. We do not. We're learning about it as it happens, which yeah. is also kind of how Tony and Mona are learning about it too. Yeah. Works great here. But you're going through what would ordinarily be a like, somebody doing a voiceover over top of camera being like, and then when he turns around, we'll do this. And then it like intercuts with it actually doing it right, live. Like yeah. talking about Ocean's Eleven stuff. Exactly, yes. And Johnny Toe gets interviewed about this type of thing all the time because it's a very him thing. And he's just like, yeah, I respect audiences to figure out what's happening. I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> if you knew what was happening, if somebody just told you, why don't you just go read a book? Like, <laughs> Ouch, Johnny. Which is really like, okay, dude, geez. <laughs> no, it's so great though because you do immediately, like we've all seen fucking movies. We understand what's happening yeah. when like, you know, Mona like scratches her nose and that's the signal for them to switch the briefcase or whatever. Like yeah. it's extremely clear what's happening. The language is all there and it's all set up to be like a heist. And then when it goes wrong, I, I understand that when you present the plan and then you see where it goes wrong, yes. that's a fun part. Yeah. But you already know what the plan is, so it's clear when it has gone wrong. Yeah. You don't need to. It's fine. And all of this takes us to the gambling house where Lewis Coo is just like, Got okay. fistfuls of money now. I will put it all on one bet, lose immediately, and... Stand up, walk out the door. <laughs> oh, all right. Walk out the door before he's lost. Yeah, he really is... in, he expects to lose. Yeah, that's such a, like... A rewarding rewatch thing. Not mm. thinking about it the first couple times, but this time around, like, oh, he he never lets himself lose. He just he just assumes he will and like shuts down. Gives up before he tries. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like you need a movie for the times. That's <laughs> oofty goofty. Oofty. <laughs> That's that guy's not involved. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real person. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Mona's just there, like, um. What did, what, your money, what the fuck? Yeah, and she's just falling around like, hey, did I get the job? Yeah. And we're like, that was like four scenes ago, girl. <laughs> yeah. We're doing something new now. I'm <laughs> sinking into a depression, if you don't mind. But I love, I all of these characters are so good for each other because Mona mm. is so annoying to him. But in a way where it's like, hey, I'm not giving up on you. It's you not... have to respond to me. I see you as a person. I need validation from you. And he's kind of like... Not used to that. Yeah, it's almost toxic positivity. It's like... Almost. It's, it's getting close, but because it's so annoying to him personally rather than a, like, constructed, like, let's... Smiles, big champ. Yeah. She's much more like, well, what am I working? I need let's, a job. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about, like, real life stuff to, like, draw real him force out. him into the... Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. Run the run the club. Do your <laughs> job. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah. And then we get to... After that... Uh, just get through some dialogue scenes and such, but the band comes together. The band yes. of Tony, Mona, and and Bo. The literal band. Our main characters put a 
karaoke band together. <laughs> I so love that. Cute. Is karaoke like a big, like a const, a, a general constant in Hong Kong bars? Big time. Yeah. Oh, okay. There are bars that are in the same way. There's like a sports bar in North America. Mm. There is just karaoke bar in oh, uh, okay. where it's like you walk in anytime and it's karaoke. And they'll call table number eight and yeah. you can, yeah. Okay. And it's with a live band as opposed to a machine. That's if, so cool. If you're in like a fancy one. Yeah. Oh, sure. But um, <laughs> He's got mob money probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, you don't learn a lot about the owner, but he's got a lo- mob look to him. Yes. He's a mobbed up guy. <laughs> yeah. Which, speaking of the mo- the the owner, we get to, yes. and this is like a famous scene I have learned afterwards. Oh, the, yeah? The four tables scene. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised. And this is like, I can pinpoint this is the exact moment I fell in love with Mr. Johnny Toe. This scene is <laughs> the best. I love this and the gags that follow. So funny. So interesting. Like, just yeah. really a lot of fun to play around in. Yes. Yeah. And again, just, like, things people would do instead of yeah. contrived for the movie. Yeah. yeah. And his, like, his big thing is he went into this saying, like, I want it to be really messy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't care if people are picking up on the details or not. I just need the tone because if people grasp the tone, then oh, they know enough. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Originally written, the scene was going to be just bow. And there are going to be two tables, one with yeah. the owner oh. and one with uh, Brother Savage. And he'd have right. to like stand up, turn around, walk to the next one, sit down, stand here. And with a real like, Instead, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, one minute. <laughs> I double booked myself on date night. <laughs> yeah. And then it turned into, no, we want like Mona in here. Like yeah. Toad describes this movie as like, it's Bo and Mona's movie. Mostly oh. mostly Bo's, but like Mona is there as as the second lead and Aaron, sure. or Aaron Kwok is the actor. Yeah. Tony is supporting. Okay. So it's like, well, we got to get Mona in there because we need to learn more about her, more about her situation. She just walked out on eight months of rent. Like, A, do you think that's the first time she's done that? And B, do you think people are going to let her do that for very long? No, her manager has showed up to be like, where the fuck have you been? Yeah. And like, what about all of these things you've abandoned? Like, yeah. just to paint. A, pr- a trail of littered yeah. projects in your wake. Like, yeah. Uh, and then they're like, well, Tony's got to do something. Like, okay, well, let's have him hang out with Brother Savage. And then they, like, bring out more of Savage's competitive character, too. These two are so equally matched. Oh, my God, yes. It's like, have you ever been to the zoo and you see the the mountain goats just, like, butt heads and then they just stand there, but you can see both of them, like, vibrating because they're pushing so hard? (laughs) Got to do something next. What do I do next? (laughs) It's like that. It's so great. And, yeah, it's so quickly cut, but... Yeah, it, this must have been a nightmare to shoot. Oh, to block and to, yeah. Oh, like, the, the setup is there are four tables. Two people want Bo's attention. Yeah, it's The owner his, of the club and Brother Savage. The owner of the club and his uh, judo master. Oh, sorry, that's right, yeah. that's right, that's right. Brother Savage wants to talk to Tony. Yeah. I think because, like, he knows Tony had a hand in the robbery, right? Like, he's aware. Yes, I think so. And then Mona's manager wants to talk to her. But... Each of them keeps getting distracted by other conversations. Yes, and it's, it's great because amazing writing. What Johnny Toe did for this, and like one thing I love, and this is an overgeneralization, but Hong Kong movies, I love their approach to organic filmmaking stuff rather mm-hmm. than, and it's the stuff that I love in North American filmmaking when it's very organic growth. You know, capture things as they're happening. Natural. Uh, Everybody on generally on a Johnny Toe movie, they just have their script. They don't have other people's lines. Sure. Uh, so that they're actually reacting, you know. As oh, the sure. Yeah, someone's talking to you. So they didn't, like, Bo doesn't know, or uh, uh, Louis Koo doesn't know what Cherry Ying's lines are going to be. Okay. Doesn't know that they're going to be playing a rock, paper, scissors game, the table next <laughs> yeah. to him. Like, nobody knows what's happening. So 
when Mona says, and then you force me into adult movies, everybody like whipping their heads around is what happened. Is that them reacting to the line? And then they're (laughs) like, that's great. great. We keep that on every take. Keep doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She's complaining to her manager, like, you're not actually getting me like work that I want to do. You keep trying to make me do these, like, you force me into prostitution. Yeah. Everybody everybody goes stops. What? What? What's happening now? <laughs> We're doing minor illegal stuff, not yeah. major illegal stuff here. <laughs> I'm just playing rock, paper, scissors yeah. with this crazy guy who wants to fight everybody. Uh, uh, Brother Savage's list of like, so do you know this game? No. Yeah. What about this game? No? This game? No. And then there's one it's shot games. of their like, okay, rock, paper, scissors. And Tony hasn't agreed and Brother Savage just starts like yeah. pumping his fist to do it. And at the last second, Tony shoots up his hand and wins the rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Every every time you see them in the background as these other conversations are going on, Tony is winning the the hand, yep. and Brother Savage is getting furious. So mad! It's so funny. Like it's not statistically possible to win one hundred percent of your rock paper scissors games, right? But Tony is just like casually demolishing him. Just so funny, and he like he doesn't, he doesn't even want to. I know that's the best part. He doesn't even care. Um, oh. It's so great. But through this, we learn really quickly that, like, uh, Bo's fucking up the books at the bar. Mm-hmm. Bo is uh, fucking up his relationship with his judo master, who is, like, basically out on the street almost. Like, his dojo no longer has any students. Yeah. He's, he has a, a son he's providing for that has a developmental disability. Trying to juggle a lot of shit, and, and Bo just, like, walked away from helping. Yeah, and we start hearing this thing of two years ago, two years ago. Yeah. And there's just, there's no explanation, and Bo just won't react to it. Yeah, he's um, dead inside. That yeah, is he's evidence. Yeah. Um, yeah, God, I love this so much. And then through that, we get into the bathroom gag of our of Bo and Mona hiding in the bathroom, and everybody coming in one after the other trying to find them. <laughs> it makes sense now that Johnny Toe was like, Tony is like a supporting, like an inciting guy. Yeah. Because it's Mona and Bo who have all these problems and are literally running and hiding from them. Yes. Like they're they're trading spots on the toilet to <laughs> fool the people who keep coming in and looking for them. And just like, they're working together to like run away from their problems. I which would, is fine, but it's not going to last very long. I am latched on to, I want the subtitle of this movie, Throwdown, colon, trading spots on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Throwdown, colon, toilet hiding. <laughs> We can make that work. That's great. And here's, this feels like such a great convention that just gets like sneaked in. Uh, Brother Savage comes in, not to find anybody. He just got to take a pee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he bursts in and finds them there, takes a pee. And while he's doing that, dresses them both down as like, you real pieces of shit hiding in here. <laughs> you can't even like look at your problems in the face. Like just dressing them down. While urinating. Dick in hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're both just like. Looking at the ceiling or the wall, just like, yeah. don't move, don't react to this. <laughs> this this purely comic character coming in and being like, hey, your life sucks. Like, <laughs> oh, this guy's saying it. What? Come on. <laughs> now Brother Savage is dunking on me. <laughs> yeah. It's that, yeah. He's very, like, Brother Savage is very fatherly in this weird way. Like, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he is trying to, you know, teach Bo, or teach Tony how to play the game or, like, mm-hmm. you know... You can't treat... When he finds out that he got stolen from, you'd think out comes the box cutter. No, he's like, would you come and ask me for money next time? Like, what do you you think I am? A piece of shit? Like, just come and I will help you. And you're like, what's happening? Why? Why? (laughs) But through this... God, I can't even remember how it all starts. 
people just start throwing each other into tables. Just judoing people into tables. <laughs> Why does it start happening? I think it's because Tony honestly is like, fuck this, enough talk, we fight now. Is, is that is what that it is? Yeah, it just happens so fast. Yeah. And then we get like what feels like the final piece of the setup, which is this amazing slow motion judo brawl happening. <laughs> Again, everybody knows judo for some reason. Uh, we all start throwing each other. It's the judo bar. The lighting is so great. The slow motion is so, like, it could be corny, but I love it so much. It's very well suited to this. Jing, which is um, uh, the judo master's son, gets yeah. up and starts singing the theme song to the 1970s TV shows, Sancho Sagata. <laughs> yeah. um, as you do. As you it's do. It's, like, clearly his favorite show or whatever, right? Yes. Like, he's, he keeps introducing himself to people as, like, I'll be Senshiro and you be Higaki. Yeah, I'll be the, those are the hero and villain of the, yeah. the second movie. It's funny. And maybe the TV show, I don't know. But the, yeah, I forgot to mention too, off the very top we have Jing singing the, the this theme song over his master practicing in this field of reeds, right. which is such a like, it was such a like cool setup to the whole movie. It's a wild opening yeah. bit because you're in this, yeah, field of rushes, but directly outside a city. Yeah. Like and this is something. You don't really know where you are. They built specifically for this oh, movie. They okay. like grew these plants for this oh, movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're taller than a man. Yeah. But they, they grow so fast, apparently. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, that, they said there's like their biggest production challenge was like, you can't get these goddamn things to grow in the middle of the city. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's a city. <laughs> it's not meant to. It's Hong support. Kong in the year 2000. It's not <laughs> great. Good fucking for life. life yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hong Kong, not great for life. <laughs> You're just killing these like subtitles today. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, the last piece of the puzzle after this amazing throwing match starts happening between everybody, there's one guy who's calmly sitting and we get all these slow motion pushes in on him. And he's got a very, like, he's very handsome, very mm -hmm. sharply dressed, like not saying a fucking word, just watching, not even flinching as people kind of come near him. Yeah. And it's Big Tony, baby. He's here. <laughs> yeah. Lee Kong, who says casually to Bo, who's the only one not fighting. He, like, turns to him and he's like, why did you not show up for a match two years ago? You just kind of disappeared. Anyway, I'll go beat up every single person now. And yeah. he does. <laughs> Brawl, like, spills out onto the streets. Again, very noiry, like all these, you Looks know, neon so lights. so cool. It's extremely cool. It. Yeah. It, it feels like, again, this is the sports movie of it all, mm -hmm. where you're, like, dramatic lighting, like... You know, the two biggest guys circling each other. And yeah, and it's very cool. this is such a, like, classic martial arts setup. Totally. A uh, thing of, yeah. like, oh, here's the villain of the rival school. Yes, exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> who, yeah, you need to beat an honorable combat to prove you're the better school. Yeah. All this shit that is... Gone unchallenged until now. Yeah, which is just, like, the plot of every martial arts movie since yeah. Kurosawa. Hooray, yeah. we're back there. We made it. <laughs> we tied it together. Oh, we're gonna come back, yeah. And Lee Kong, he brags about, I only do one technique, and it just puts everybody down immediately. And it does. He's such a tropey little guy. I love it. So we finally get this, like, oh, Oh, this for some reason is what Bo has been running away from is yeah. this match with this very impressive guy. Yeah. And like I just to gush more about this slow motion judo scene. Judo is like is there are not a lot of judo movies. There are not a lot of it's all like much more flashy martial arts because judo isn't cinematic. It's it, not that compelling to watch, no. no. <laughs> it is really not. And there's a lot of reasons for it, but we'll yeah. talk about it in a bit. But it, like the fact that he can make it look interesting here for like a uh, solid five minute go is yeah. great. And I mean, all judo kind of looks very similar. Yeah. As, even if you know judo, I feel like it all looks pretty similar. It's all just <laughs> like, can you get someone over your shoulder to throw them on the ground? That's, yeah. Or maybe it. you give them a leg sweep. Yeah. Right. Right. And then you pin them and it's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's like it the martial arts setup of like nobody's the only thing at stake is like people's individual like pride and dignity. principle dignity. Yeah. yeah, like fits like slots right in. It's great. I love it. It's a martial arts movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which yeah, Lee Kong just like throws down the gauntlet. He wants he and Tony have this cute like he's like hey you challenged my school one time why don't you come back and we'll we'll fight again it's just like very like non ego <laughs> you know yeah it's great um, so I've gushed about that scene enough I just love it so much it's very good. Uh, brother Savage gets robbed in an arcade again when he's beating a kid at air hockey and yeah. being like you gonna cry you gonna, gonna cry for us <laughs> the uh, animal mascot costumes they're using to steal and again said brother Savage just gives them money. Um, this is uh, Bo and Mona again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the of course the couple name is Bona. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> nope. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but to Bo takes this money. He's like, oh, my master is entering a, a competition to like up his reputation and everything. I'm just Save gonna give him school. this money yeah. so that he can take care of things and he doesn't need to do this. Right. Because he is old. This... He's so old. <laughs> yes, this poor guy. He's like. It's again. You might have more kind of insight on this, but it's clear that Bo was the like the flagship student Golden and was boy. like yeah. the reason people were coming to the school yep. and like keeping enrollment up and you know and just giving lending some dignity to the to the dojo and like without him, the, it now falls to this seventy five year old man. Yeah, and like the only other big dojo we hear about is Lee Kong's, yes. which presumably is taking all the students. Yeah, um, as you can assume. But yeah, yeah, it, I think that that's that's what I interpret that all as. Yeah, that yeah. like because Bo is gone, and it's another thing that's just like this weight on his shoulders yes. that he doesn't know how to deal with. And it's not like he moved to another country and could, like he could go back at any time. Yeah, he's literally down the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he goes and has dinner with his like it's it's not he's just it's staring him in the face the whole time and he yeah. just can't engage with it. And, like, then we get the head-on shot of the Master Beat, like, trying to engage with him. And, like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's difficult for him. And the Master's being like, yeah, I'm just, like, in the best shape of my life. I <laughs> like, love oh, it. this guy's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, neat. Oof. Yeah. So in the original script, in this scene, Bo convinces the Master to retire. Oh. Which is, like, how does the rest of the movie yeah, work? Yeah, what the fuck? okay so they're shooting this and johnny toe's like no that doesn't make any sense let's change virtually the rest of the movie great i approve (laughs) great change great change that's so funny but the master won't take the money just as like support me in the tournament or come and replace me in the tournament i think is kind of the implication right yeah so nabo's got all his money him and mona go back to the gambling den mindless gambling again like everybody is so loud and like oh i'm gonna win my money back and bo's just like all again all again like he's not even trying no, he's literally just repeating the same action over and over and... Yeah. Okay. And then he loses because, of course... But loses a shit ton so after, like, he could cash out. He he twice in a row wins, which is like, wow, great, yeah. take it and go. Run. Yeah. Um, but here... He, and here's where, like, I love this moment of, like, and everything changed. Mona steals all the money. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> she manages, like, everyone's... 
everyone's like watching him leave and she's like fuck this huge handfuls of cash darts out the door it's like oh no that's not good gambling dens don't like that they tend to disapprove of stealing is that like wild slow-mo over romanticized chase i love it it's so cheesy it's i love so it so cheesy, much but it, it gets like way more poignant the more you watch the movie oh, like yeah. the, the more times it's the first time Bo smiles it is yeah. which is crazy yes like he walks out of this you know he's he walks in there with like literal fistfuls of cash like you can't enjoy that moment even yeah. a little no he cannot but mona has like it, she's kind of done two things like she got the money back but she also made it so he can never go back there yeah so she's helping She's helping. Like, <laughs> this is a phrase that I hate, but it is a radical act of kindness to her friend. Like, yeah, that's yes. a wild stab to make. Yeah. yeah. Be like, okay, well, I hope no one here has a gun. Like, you know. Or tomorrow stabs me to death. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. She's like, no more of this. Like, yeah. this is not good for you. You can't go back for, you know. And she's not even thinking about it in those terms. She's just like... This place is bad. I'm taking the money. I'm removing us from this situation. Yeah. And she's good at putting stuff behind her. So. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, her strength is his strength in yeah, that moment. And she lends, you know? Yeah, she lends it to him. Yeah. And I love how clumsy this chase be- yeah. becomes of, like, all the Again, money's Again, it's falling. not cool or, like, slick at all. <laughs> Nobody knows what to do. Yeah. They're just like, okay, I'll grab like, the do money. Do I get the, do I chase her? the... Yeah, the runner or, like, <laughs> you know fistfuls of cash flying into the air as she runs and Love like i <laughs> no <laughs> it's not february and lewis Koo, obviously the superior runner and it has a head start like has already left yeah and so he's around the corner as the goons are catching up with mona yeah and just as they're about to grab her mm-hmm. Here he comes, like, body slams into the lead one so she can get away. And it's the first act of anything he has done for another person in this movie. He hasn't fucking done anything to help himself, to help anyone else. Like, it's only been scrabble, survive, avoid. Mm -hmm. And now here he is, like, throwing his body at a mafia goon to be like, run, friend. He is getting throw downed. Yeah! (laughs) That's it. Oh... But yeah, he gets the shit beaten out of him. Oh, just the worst. Like, they are putting the boot in. Yeah. And then, like, reciprocated, Mona goes back for him, and they, like, just keep going back for each other. It's so sweet. And we get, he loses a shoe, so she goes back for it and brings it back to him. (laughs) This is the only, other than uh, Jing's, um, you be my Higaki. Right. Yeah. A little speech. This is the only specific reference to Sanchiro Sagata. Oh. There is the love interest in Sanchiro Sagata. Right takes care of Sugata by fixing his shoes at one point and getting them on his feet. And right. I believe he does the same for her later on mm. in both movies. Nice. So this is one of those just like, there is a love story here. It's very, all the tones of it are there. You just don't see the actual follow through of sure. it happening, yeah. which makes it so like sweet to yeah. me. It's yeah, such a nice little like, it could just be friendship. It could be romantic interest, but you just know it's some kind of love that has connected these yeah. two fuck-ups. These two awful people. Yeah, and they're just having, like, a connection. Mm-hmm. Finally, you know? Which clearly neither of them have had in a long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's also after this... We see Bo fall down so much in this movie. <laughs> yes. After this, he starts trying not to and getting up after he falls down. Like, yes. This is the big scene where it happens, where he's like, oh, mm. I can stand. Yeah, he has to stand up while she sort of levers his shoe back onto his foot because he can't do it. Yeah. He's 
gotten the shit beat out of him too bad. And then the yeah. following scene, he goes to watch the judo tournament of his master, and he can't, like, bring himself to come inside. Very, you know, yeah. quiet, emotional moment. And his master uh, dies in the ring, as yeah. we learn in short order. But, like, he's chasing after the ambulance, and he keeps stumbling and almost falling. He starts running into doctors in the hallways as he's running around. Yeah, but, like, clearly not perceiving anything around him. But he's no longer flat out falling on his face, and I just love the, like, the and little And he's touch. running. Yeah, it's like, there's a change. Yeah. And he's trying, at least. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. You love the little touch of... Oh, uh, he, like, rounds a corner running after the ambulance. Yeah. And he, it looks like he's going to eat shit so bad, <laughs> but he, like, kicks off a pillar... Hits the wall oh, yeah, and pushes yeah. himself back up. And it's like, uh, he has been the clumsiest, dumbass. Like, you, it's played for comedy initially because you don't know anything about this guy. Yeah, because he's just waking up from a hangover. This is how yeah. he kind of, you know. Or drunk. Drunk <laughs> off his ass, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, out of nowhere, this athletic feat that, like, if you analyze it, it's like, yeah, he just kept himself from falling down. But then it's pretty hard to do <laughs> what him, he does there. For him, that's not bad, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we learn that, like, Master Chang dies and... Right. Oh yeah. Right on this, Tony goes to fight Lee Kong, and they have right. their like cute little sparring match. And it's nice, whatever. But then we return to <laughs> neither of them are like like Lee Kong isn't the villain. No. Y- you know he's clearly in any other like kung fu movie he would be like the rival dojo match. He just like appreciates a good fight. Yeah. You know he's he's a sports rival more than a martial arts villain. Yes, I think that's exactly. exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he respects Tony's abilities. Yeah. It's like, neat, this is really cool to fight someone who, like, presents a challenge for me. And they have, like, a nice afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> together. <laughs> Tony nice and Lee Kang's nice afternoon. <laughs> uh, but then we return, everybody returns to the bar, and Tony is, again, on bow, like, let's fight. We gotta fight. Why won't you fight me? Uh, and Mona lays into, like, why do you want to fight people what so What is much? your problem? <laughs> and here's where I want to talk to you about some interpretation stuff, because I'm very curious, and, like, to okay. get ahead of where the plot goes, we implicitly, see, I learned it, learned <laughs> that uh, um, Bo has been, like, diagnosed with and has been going blind over the past few years, and he, like, the implication being he learned that about the time of his supposed fight with Lee Kong, and that's why he left. He just gave up on life. Right. Um, so we we learned that over time, and I will be honest, I didn't pick up on that the first time. What <laughs> made me feel better is, in a lot of the behind-the-scenes interviews, they're just like, yeah, the amount of people that didn't realize on the first watch, that they're like, why did this happen in the end? Why that? Like, because he's blind. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> he's literally can't see. It's... it's You're not... It's not indicated to you yeah. until he says it out loud later on in the movie. But here's where it becomes interesting to me. He uses the exact same wording that Tony is about to use. Yes. Mona asks him, why, asks Tony, why do you want to fight everybody? He's like, oh, I suffer from this eye problem yeah. that I'm slowly going blind and I want to fight everybody that I can and prove them the best before that happens. Right. She's like, oh, that's a very interesting motivation for that. Wow, Tony, yeah. We later learn that Tony's lying. Yes. But do you think... How do you, like, it's so specific, he clearly knows what's happening with Bo, right? Maybe. I didn't interpret it that way mm. when, so the the order of operations is like, Mona's like, yeah. what's your problem? He's like, I'm going blind. You know, I have, is it glaucoma? Um, I don't, do they even mention what it is? Like a, a retinal issue, yeah, I think they, they say. Yeah. Um, and then later on, as Bo and Tony are sparring, 
Bo says it back to him as a like, don't joke about this. This is what's happening to me. Yeah. I think he's using Tony's words on purpose. To make fun, to like, yeah, okay. Yeah, to be like, this is why I didn't say anything is because the, the ma- reason you made up is actually happening to me and like... Yes, you're correct. That's exactly what I wanted to be doing is like going out on top, but instead I just have this slow decline into mm. like my into inability. The, I think it's it's more of I don't think Tony knows at all. Interesting because I'm very much the opposite. I yeah. think Tony goes to fight Lee Kong and like through the grapevine somehow, Lee Kong knows what's happened to Bo. Mm, I see. And he tells Tony. Right. And Tony's like, oh, I know how I'll get Bo to fight me. I'll make him really mad. Oh. And then he will come at me. And then, <laughs> that does seem like something Tony would do. And it, that's that's the and reason I think that is because that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's he true. Tony says all this right now, and Bo is like focused in such a way we have never seen. He just kind of goes dead in the eyes and like you know, pardon the <laughs> expression, and attacks Tony, which is not he's never done before. Yeah, which I mean, could be, that, could be. That, I feel like my version is a bit of a stretch because then why would Lee Kong come at Bo in a couple of scenes previous to be like, why did you leave two years ago? I like, think he's being gentle with him. You that's know? what I thought maybe too, because yeah. what I could see is the reason Bo's master doesn't come at Bo constantly is because he knows. He knows. And Therefore, that Lee knowledge kind of gets out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I can be convinced and I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I win. Yes. I really love though. Like, yeah. They, so... Bo either gets furious with him or is finally like, I need to shut this guy up. He, they fight. <laughs> Unrelated. You gotta shut up, Tony. You gotta shut the fuck up. <laughs> they fight. Um, and later on, Tony goes to open his locker in, mm-hmm. in the backstage of the club and there are like oh, ophthalmos, yeah. op, oh, fucking can't say this word. I don't Eye even clinics. know what the word means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ophthalmology clinic. Uh, doctors like business cards stuffed into his locker and oh. he kind of goes oh that's weird so i think i i genuinely think Bo put them in there because he had to go to specialists yeah. over the past two years he's got these business cards he knows who's good and he's like here tony like that always perplexed me a little bit because i was like oh is this him looking into this is the fantasy i've made up in my mind to make <laughs> i love this headcanon you have uh, for a throwdown that this that scene is like a minor flashback to Tony looking into Bo's locker by accident and seeing this. There's oh. such a convoluted way there. Your way makes <laughs> wakes way more sense. So yeah. Okay. All I right. am now also convinced that Tony doesn't know that Bo is suffering from this. Yeah. And maybe it's just something like, hey, did you hear there's some judo champion somewhere that like he lost, he, he's got diagnosed with this thing and Tony just takes it as like, oh, that's a pretty good story. Oh, that's a good backstory. Yeah, yeah totally. Because he does say to Mona, I just say it to people to get them to fight me. Yeah. Which... Like, he he just straight up admits, like, I'm lying, and people will fight me because they know this is a good reason. Yeah, like, they'll either respect the reason or fight me because I'm lying. Like, it it feels like that, so... Yeah, until he meets the guy this story is about. Yeah. So you know what? You've convinced me. Oh, thank you. What a duel of the minds here. (laughs) All right. Real mind judo happening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but so, so I love this... Like, real messy-ass scene where we just fix this goddamn bar up after the other bar brawl gets wrecked again. (laughs) They get furniture back in there really quickly. (laughs) And I love the thing of, like, Bo hops in there and you're like, wow, we're going to see the Jewish champion go at it. And, like, no, Tony kicks his ass. He hasn't done anything in three years (laughs) other than drink. Yeah, (laughs) he's not in shape for this. 
So Tony yeah. or Bo just starts wandering the street practicing judo on nothing, which is great. I love the like the it's anger so he's bringing of this like uh, I gotta. You do can it. finally see energy like building in him, yeah. where he's just kind of been like dragged from place to place this whole movie. He now is an he's an anatomy, like, anatomy skeleton. Like you said, he's a loose skeleton, just yeah, flopping around, yeah. <laughs> and the music for mm-hmm. these scenes is so like sports movie, like almost training montage, like. L- but low key, yeah, just like building intensity, like some drums and some, yeah. Yeah, for the for the music heads out there, there's a real like the beat establishes. There's like some uh, light fluffy stuff going on, and then there's a minor sixth drop underneath it. Mm-hmm. But he starts like doing bigger moves. That's yeah. just like wow, so good. You know what it kind of sounds like actually is Cirque du Soleil music, and I don't mean that in like a derogatory way. It's got that like energetic pulse to it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but I agree that when I read the metronome bit of Peter K, this is the scene I was picturing. So yes, I think what we've come to is that like Tony doesn't know it's about Bo, but Tony's like, oh, here's a great story that I heard once that I can get people to fight me with. Yeah. Yeah. And Bo is like, oh my God, yes, that's exactly what I have to do. I have to like close off the threads of my old life before I go blind. It takes Mona's work bringing him back to life. Yeah. Plus being confronted with like hearing it from another person. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, I, I don't know if everybody's had this moment. I know I've kind of had it where... You know, you're having a rough time and everything like that. And somebody says something that as soon as you hear it, you're like, what? Yeah, of course. That's what I should be doing. That's the answer. And you're like, it's like two nouns and a verb. And yeah. it's the simplest <laughs> thing in the world. But it takes hearing it from somebody you know and respect and yeah. like all that to like really like, okay, it now seems doable. Where it didn't yes. previously seem doable. 100%. I, I know exactly what you mean. And I feel like this is the... <sighs> Tony saying this to Bo shows Bo that like people still consider him a person because yeah. he his so much of his identity must have been wrapped up in being like the top judo student oh and now God. he's not yeah. that and and now he's just like a mafia lapdog guy essentially like he just runs their probably lo- money laundering <laughs> business and yeah and he's just kind of spiraling and this is like no like pick a direction like if he can do it you can do it yeah. you know like, yeah can we off of that we get the like putting your life together, judo training, taking in my master's uh, son uh, montage. (laughs) This is what I think the tiger list is, is like going down the list of people who, yeah. And this is, but what I love about it is it isn't a like, I've got to fight them for the good of my master or the good of the school. It's just, I need to do this for me. Yeah, and for them almost kind of like, you know, go back to your Mm. community. Like when he approaches Brother Savage, he's Savage is so happy. He's like, You remember me? Yes, we fought like you were really good. He's like, Okay, little judo bully. He's like, That's my nickname, (laughs) you do know me. (laughs) But here's where you're so happy. He's going blind. He can't actually recognize Brother Savage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And all of his like moving from place to place like a loose skeleton of just knocking into shit and not being really, like, not engaging with people's faces. Like, that he can't fucking see. Yeah, he's not drunk. He's not hungover. He is, yeah, his retinas are detaching. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which, isn't that, if you, like, get hit in the head too often, like, isn't that an injury football players get or something? Yeah, the concussion, long-term concussion thing. Yes, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just love this montage. It's so great. He's approaching everybody, and it's like you can see the happiness on everybody's faces. They're yes. fighting. It's so great. Like, this guy was the top of the pile, and he's coming to them to be like, I would like to fight you. Like, yeah. how good would that feel? Like, I don't know. Like, 
you know, a, an amazing musician comes to you and is like, I would like to play with you. I would like to do it. Like, yeah, <laughs> Moi? that is very much, that's a great like uh, analog because that's, that's the, the social rules of it is only a junior challenges a senior. You don't go as a uh, senior because you don't punch down. Right, right, right. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, so this is an, a like uplifting thing for the junior. Yeah. Like oh. the, these people who see him as the senior and yeah. they're, ch- he's challenging them. So they're saying like, "Oh my God, he respects me so much." Like, oh, that's... I see what you mean. Yeah, I think he's. They're like, "Oh, I'm worth something to him. Yeah. I'm important." Yeah, it's this, all these unspoken rules of like this thing that's existed for centuries. Yeah, <laughs> these social rules. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. It's great. It's a very like this is the one extremely cliche sports movie thing yeah. that I I absolutely love. Where it it's like earns it so good. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to cap it off, we get the red balloon scene. <laughs> Um, our trio of friends mounting each other to save a red balloon. Okay, please specify. <laughs> I will not. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. Just this thing that doesn't matter, like a balloon is stuck in a tree. Yeah. And who is it? Uh, Mona starts. Mona notices it. Yeah. And then Bo is like taking out the trash from the club and is like, what are you doing? And she's like throwing her shoe at well, it, trying to get it out of the tree. Completely dialogueless, which I is mean, one thing yes. that I like, where yeah. it's like these people have grown together so much that they know why, what they're doing, why they're doing it. It's yeah. just very obvious to each of them that this is a thing that should happen and yeah. we should try. Yeah. yeah. And then Tony, Tony shows up uh, and for work, I guess, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you see them like... You've got Tony on the bottom. He's got Bo on his shoulders. He's got Mona on his shoulders. Yeah. And they're like trying, like, oh, so close to getting this balloon. The way that Johnny Toe talks about the scene is great. He, he, the way he describes it is he wanted something that would feel like you are building a reminiscence in the moment, where mm. this is the last time these yes. three characters appear together. Is it really? Oh, uh, no, sorry. I, One I'm sorry. very brief. Very brief scene. Yeah. But it's the first time, or it's, it's the last time we see them we working see them working together. together on a thing for yeah. themselves, yeah. And they all have the same goal. Yeah. Reminiscence in the moment. Reminiscence in the moment, this idea of like, if they meet up in like 10 years, they'll be like, man, remember do you remember? when we. Yeah, and Tony's like, I had the hardest because I was on the bottom. And <laughs> no, I was being crushed by you and I couldn't be like, yeah, get my own feet under me. Moto being like, you guys were wobbling so much, it was so hard to grab the balloon. Like, it is such yeah. a bittersweetness in the moment. Yes. Uh, it's so good. Well, yeah, you. I, I feel like everyone has like a handful of as you're doing them like moments in your life where you know like I am going to remember this yeah. forever. Forever, yeah. And this is definitely one. And I feel uh, like this is almost what helps Mona do her last bit. Like she's drawing mm. strength from her friends. She's being confronted by her dad to be like, "Okay, sweetie, you've been trying. It's, and not, working it's not working out. out. You can come to work for me, like or whatever, you know." Yeah. And yeah. she she does relent and. She's about to go home with her dad and then decides, no, I'm going to run away. Yeah. And her friends help her. She loses her shoe. Bo gives it back. <laughs> yeah. Very passing the... <laughs> no. uh, we get a freeze. Uh, this is where I'm like, oh, the earnestness is almost too much for me. The freeze frame on Mona running. Yeah. <laughs> is, is... I'm going to make it in Japan. Just yeah. yelling out. <laughs> and then okay, Mona. Bo gets a, a postcard from her that he can't read now that he's blind. Yeah. Um, that saying, you know, I'll see you when I've made it. I'll buy you a meal when I'm famous. Yeah, it's yeah. this real, like, we'll meet again one day kind of thing. It's very, yes. very touching in that way. But it's coming right as Bo is at his lowest moment, where he's flicking yeah. the lights on and off to see if he can notice right, the lights Right, if he can see light. And he can't, is the implication. Yeah. Uh, again, explicit stuff in the original script. 
he was going to be sitting in the dark. Jing walks in and is like, why are you sitting in the dark? He's like, I oh, see. I didn't notice. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Like, get rid of it. <laughs> no good. Yeah. yeah. Bo and Tony keep training because Bo's got like one last guy. He's got to be. He's got to be like, hey. Yeah. yeah. The, it, that, it's kind of implied that that is the last. That's the last time he was ever scheduled to fight someone. Right. Like yeah. that's the thing he walked away from. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we get the, like the final fight. We return to that read area that's what's going on in those reads yeah and here's where like yes you know this is a sportsmanship bout this is not a uh i gotta like beat the hell out of him yeah because lee kang lee kong knows bo is blind he's Mm -hmm. got he puts on a blindfold he's like we will engage on the same terms right exactly um so maybe he didn't know before but he certainly knows now and uh we do that final fight and the thing that i love i only picked up on this this last watch is after Lee Kong broke Tony's arm, Tony was like, hey, I'm going to learn a new technique to flip somebody with just one arm. Right. And he tries Eternal to... Optimist. If anything, I think Tony is the, the toxic pe- uh, optimist oh in this God, situation yes. where he's like, it's okay. Only one of my arms works. It's not actually okay, Tony. Go to the doctor. <laughs> but yes. Uh, and he, he tested out on the bouncer and we learned... Like, there's all this great like book ending in this movie that yeah, I love. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you see like, oh, the technique works great and all this. And it's the technique that uh, Bo uses to beat Lee Kong. In the end, yeah. In the end, it's fantastic. Jing is singing the theme song over town again. <laughs> it's good. It Haunting. Was... Haunting. He's got a good voice. I really like the... Jing, he can't, like, live on his own, and he has, like, a job, question mark? I um, think he's just, Handing like... out flyers on the street, yeah, basically, yeah. just, you know. Family it's like a... stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for the dojo, right. And, like... When his father dies, social services essentially has to take over for him, mm-hmm. and like, but he's got an amazing singing voice. Yeah. He's a spectacular singer, he and is... he's just like you. Just want to be respected on your terms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just, you can't discard someone just because of whatever thing they don't measure up to to you. Like yeah, people you have are to still people. Notice the things that they. This makes it seem transactional, but you notice the things that they do do well and like celebrate and, you know, yeah, really f- encourage that that growth. Just the thing I was going to mention is that the that actor yeah. is a musician, not an actor. Oh. So that's why he was selected for <laughs> okay, this. Okay, okay, great. Yeah. Uh, but he does a fantastic job considering this is his like third movie and <laughs> he had done no acting beforehand. But oh, that's a very Hong Kong move of musician uh, sure. actor. So. Yeah. Um, the entertainment business. Yeah. Anyway, I just I just really like that where Jing is like, he's providing the soundtrack for the fight, and it's <laughs> the only thing like, you know, Bo can hear, not see. Like, so he's he's there for Bo. He's supporting Bo by singing. Yeah. You can't he can't see that you're there, but he can hear that you're there, which yeah. I really love. And Tony is there to referee. Everybody respects it. Yes. This is just such a great like. There is no antagonist in this movie, no, which really. I love. That I would... Bo is the antagonist for yeah. himself. If I saw that on paper, I'd be like, well, I don't know if I'm going to like this. It's going to be going to feel very amorphous, like unstructured. Yeah. But it doesn't. It still feels like it took me like watching this movie the first time and then reading There Is No Antagonist to be like, oh, yeah, I guess there isn't. <laughs> yeah, you really don't notice. Yeah. And there are still very much stakes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bo beats Lee Kong because Lee Kong, like, I guess in in competitive Anger starts opening his eyes and, and like, engaging with him. After his, uh, blindfold the blindfold gets, comes off gets by accident, off. yeah. But he, Lee Kong, notices, oh, I'm just fighting regular with my eyes open. And he says, I lose. Like, he forfeits the match because he... Oh, do you think... Okay, I, I thought it was, like... 
he threw me and that's as good as it's going to get for him. So mm. I am backing down. Mm. Like he needs yeah. this. I think there's yeah. a lot of ways you can interpret because like the way Don't that I... you would win a judo match is pin the guy and right. then tap out. Yeah. Um, that obviously doesn't happen here, but Lee Kong only does one technique and does it well. Right. That's all Bo has trained to get out of, and he's just getting out of it constantly. That's true. So it's yeah. this like I'm this... not gonna win, so Yeah, it's kinda like a stalemate almost. Yeah. But I think it's yeah, there's some level of sportsmanship conduct and yeah, yeah it's just a really nice character ending for both of them, I yeah. feel like. I like it. Yeah, and in closing our just like run through of everything that happens, there's a the reason I found this movie is there's a film critic named Sean Gilman who I just follow on tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has a great like summing up of the ending here. Uh, quote Throwdown is a sports film in which winning and losing don't matter in the least because in the end we will always lose. That's why persevering and striving and finding joy in our doomed struggle are everything. Mm-hmm. Which is a real like yeah, like it's it feels in the moment as you're watching it like, ooh, what an uplifting movie. But, like, the coda <laughs> no. on this is Bo is now blind, standing on a street corner, handing out flyers to his dojo that's failing. Yeah. Like, it's It's rough. not good. He doesn't, like, get his life back. He never will. But you know he is so much happier than he was. Yeah. Like, I'm getting a little choked up saying it. Like, he, he like, the just watching his face in that final fight and... The stuff leading up to it, and him and Tony laughing together. Yes, Tony, stuff. Tony, and the and Jing like walking out with him, walking mm. out of the reeds, and they're like, yeah, yeah, like they're so pumped, and yeah. they're like punching the air, and yeah, like now he has a, a community that doesn't care whether he can judo fight. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's just about your own. Yeah, everybody's on their own internal journey, and you celebrate that journey, whatever yeah. that means. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the wonderful dedication to Akira Kurosawa, and then Immediately an, an ad for Gillette. <laughs> There's like a like a scene of what is it? Like he's helping Jing shave, is what it is. There's that, and there is when um, it's so product placement. It is so funny when Tony opens the locker to see the oh, ophthalmologist yeah, right. cards. cards. There's just Gillette shit everywhere yeah. in the locker. It's so funny. <laughs> the only like martial arts movie to be sponsored by a shaving product where someone doesn't get their throat slashed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like I just, the juxtaposition of like dedicated to Kurosawa, the greatest filmmaker of all time. Next and card. the good folks at Gillette. <laughs> Premium shaving products. <laughs> it's extremely funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny Chow. It, it makes a hundred percent sense when you like, okay, yes, this is, uh, this is the movie I just watched. And then to see dedicated to Ikira Kurosawa, mm-hmm. this just, intensely like humanist yeah movie and like yes life is ass but <laughs> the point is to go ahead with it anyway yeah find your community find how to celebrate yourself and others in the way that you can yes yeah. the indomitable human spirit is still up against the indifferent cruelty of the universe <laughs> it's never gonna you know <laughs> yeah hell yeah fuck yeah but still the indomitable human spirit baby yeah you know i got a good uh, johnny toe quote here on that specifically why he dedicated this movie to kurosawa mm. other than the really obvious like centro stuff and sure, sure. sports movies in general judo all that uh quote kurosawa can turn moral ideas into storytelling which is mm. like yeah when you look at a Tasty. kurosawa movie like Redbeard. Nothing yes. happens in that movie. No, it is a kid gets sick. Yeah, it's just and it's about... not even that dramatic. <laughs> and I feel like that gets resolved, and then there's another hour of the movie or something like that. <laughs> uh, but it's about seeing how this, uh, how to live your principles is basically the idea yes. of that three-hour movie. Yeah. And like, it is riveting. It's amazing. Oh yeah, incredible uh, movie. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of like, okay, what do morals mean in real life? And yeah. I think it is a good almost antidote to toxic positivity where it's like, yeah, you're never going to like, the moral victory doesn't mean anything. Yeah. What What is a victory if you're living in like a system that actively punishes, you know, yeah. morals almost? Or like really makes it, you know... It's like the reeds, like nothing mm. can grow in this. Like it's such a victory to just have these reeds growing. They're yes. not doing anything. They're just growing. You know Somehow I mean? it happened against all odds. Yes. It's a real like yes. yeah, living through it. Yeah. And I had one more Johnny Toe quote, if you'll indulge me, that Please. I really like. Because it speaks to me as somebody who typically watches movies not from the culture he was raised in. Sure. So from Johnny Toe, quote, the biggest value of a film is that it's an influence to people with other cultural backgrounds, because then as a filmmaker, I have value. Which is a real like, oh, for a guy who explicitly makes movies for a Hong Kong audience, given Hong Kong is a real, everyone comes from everywhere city. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, that that can find truth just there. But the fact that like, I can watch Throwdown and I didn't know a a shit about judo the first time. (laughs) And it was, like, a cherished emotional memory for me. It's yeah. so wild. I yeah. love it. It's not about the judo. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. But yeah. do you want to talk about judo? <laughs> yes, enlighten me about judo. So, Webster's Dictionary defines... No, nope, never mind. We're moving on. <laughs> Next. But it's uh, it's considered a soft martial art. Okay. What that means is it's it's not about beat the hell out of the person until right. you win. It's not win. about incapacitate them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's about competition and pinning and like sure. people. It literally is about just the sparring aspect. Like, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Uh, it's from 1882. It was terrifically popular oh. in Japan in no small part thanks to Kurosawa specifically, like we right. talked about. Um, it's a foundational martial art, and by that I mean. A lot of things that we know now are based on it. Like Krav Maga is based mm. on judo. Oh, sure. Uh, okay. Hapkido, which is another Japanese martial art. Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, a lot of MMA stuff, a lot oh. of Bruce Lee stuff. So a lot of like weapons-free t- fighting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point because judo has no weapons associated with it. Most martial arts, most formal martial arts have weapons associated sure. with it. Uh, especially at that time. Um, mm. Like, the biggest one at the time was Japanese jiu-jitsu, and that's, the Sagata movies are all about judo versus jiu-jitsu. Right. That's the whole, yeah. whole friggin' plot. But jiu-jitsu is based on formal movements and, like, established kata is the, the word, but mm. it's about, like, forms and stuff. Right. Which is very Chinese martial artists things. Like, you hear about, like, tiger style and crane style and all that. Those are formal. Sets of moves. Yeah, like, you execute a movement. That's, yeah. like, what's going on there. Whereas judo was one of the first to focus on free sparring only. Like, it's called uh, rendori, which is literally translated as taking chaos. And the idea is you don't have <laughs> techniques. You just have ways to... Reacting? React, yeah, really. Okay. Like, it's very chess movement-y. Like, a thing I didn't know is that, like, modern wrestling is 100% based on judo. Like, it oh. started based on the grappling moves of judo and then evolved into mm, what it is sure. now. Because okay. judo is one of the first to have to do with grappling. And, like, a thing I always looked at with judo is, like, well, what happens if a guy's shirtless? Like, you can't grab on to <laughs> yeah. anything. But so what does happen? <laughs> you don't you don't do judo because oh. it says this isn't a, like, street fighting thing. Right. This is a we get together in the ring, we each have our gi on where there's all these rules, like, not rules per se, but, like, rules of engagement of, sure. like, we have to wear this so that we know we can grab the, the rough of the collar or... Yeah. 
the the little skirt part that comes out under the belt. So weapons are illegal. Direct yeah. strikes are illegal. That's a thing I didn't know. There's no like punching. No. in this movie, <laughs> you are not allowed. Yeah, and I feel like the part of that is. We're all just hanging out. We're having a good time. You're not trying to injure another person. It almost feels more like a workout than it is yeah. like an, uh, a martial art. Obviously it is, but like, yeah. Yeah. Just keeping in shape with judo. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like you see it with Tony and, and Bo in the back half of the movie, just like flopping around together and getting real sweaty. Just, just like practicing how to fall without hurting themselves. How to get out of moves, yeah. how to do certain kinds of pins. Yeah, it's very... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you need other people. You can't do it on your own. Yes. I did wrestling in, in junior high, and it was very, oh, yeah. like, learn how to escape from a move was yes. 80% of learning it. And that wrestling that you were doing is based on judo. Yes, like that's, right. Yeah, so that's that's where it's all coming from. But the thing I didn't realize is that judo is terrifically unpopular in Hong Kong and China. Really? Yeah, so okay. part of that... A Hong is Kong it just so saturated already that, like... No, it's just like... The market? It's so different from Chinese martial arts. So for a Hong Kong audience watching this movie, this is the equivalent of like, if you're watching a a Christopher Guest movie, like Best in Show, where you're like, look at these friggin' weirdos with their hobby. (laughs) Look at how cute. Yeah. Okay, all right. This is a subset of weirdos that all obviously know each other because they're the only people that know this thing. Well, I mean, music you brought up too. That's the same idea. Well, yes, yeah. Yeah. There are musician bars and there are judo bars. Like maybe yeah. that's why everyone in the vicinity of this bar is because they don't, <laughs> they don't really fit in other places. Like the two judo studios are in, in town or down the block. So yes, like this yeah. is where you blow off steam after you've dislocated your shoulder for the 10th time. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> but part of the idea of judo too is like I said, you can't practice it on your own. Yeah. You have to have a community. So a judo community is literally like, obviously you have like dojos and stuff sure. for other martial arts, but judo communities is literally like you cannot practice unless you're practicing with another person so there is so much more tied to each other than yeah Yeah. that's fair you gotta you gotta work together to do anything there is also Hmm. a uh written down philosophy of judo that's like judo text oh okay uh the two major points are you must employ the maximum efficient use of energy which I mean, it just be- seems like good practice. Yep, but it also means you're doing the smallest and quickest and shortcuttiest motions as possible to sure. get something done, which is why it sucks to watch a judo movie because you're just <laughs> watching people move slightly and then somebody falls down. Yeah, the point is not to do anything yeah. flashy. Uh, but the second one is that the purpose of judo is mutual welfare and benefit. Oh, yeah. oh well, there you have it. That's right the, f- the fuck there. <laughs> yeah. They. <laughs> Uh-huh. We did a whole movie about it, and they just tweeted it out. <laughs> you know, Johnny, you didn't need to make this movie. It's actually <laughs> literally already written down, so that is adorable. Yeah. So I just, and so Bo has, like, walked away from that. He will have known this is the purpose of judo, is to, like, connect with people and all yeah. this stuff. And everybody's trying to connect with him the whole time. Yeah. And he knows how simple a path that is to walk, but it's so hard for him because of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like, uh, imagine just not being able to see people's faces. Oh, like, imagine if you could only relate to people by talking to them on the phone for the rest of your life. Oof. You just, like, Hate that's such a... Yeah, <laughs> phones are the worst. But just, like, just such an essential, like, recognizing people is such a social mm. marker. Not even marker, but, like, it's just such a social tool and so much unconsciously flows from that that if you don't have access to that all of these doors are closed to you and it's not your fault but 
everyone is like, why are you acting so weird? Like, I can't, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Like, I did, you know. Yeah, that's... Uh, Good stuff. We have talked so much about a 90-minute movie. <laughs> it is so... It's so rich. God, I love this movie so much. And it's one that, like, I watched it the first time and I, I liked it. It made me more emotional than I really understood. Yeah, I know exactly. Where uh, you're like, man, why do what? I keep thinking about this movie? <laughs> yeah. And watched it again and I was like, oh, this is kind of, like, genius. And watching it this time... Or this is maybe the third or fourth time I don't yeah. recall. But it is like, oh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From f- the introduction, like, you see Bo sitting at the table and, like, he's only comfortable and laughing when he's, like, drunk and everybody else is as disoriented as he is. Yeah. And just yeah. knowing his whole arc and you start seeing that and you're like, Bo, my sweet baby, no. Yeah. It's yeah. an extremely good movie to rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I would love to hear your final thoughts on Throwdown by Johnny Toe. By Johnny Toe. I mean, I really, I like knowing that about judo, that that's like, you know, the dignity of everyone in your community Mm -hmm. is like the point of doing judo. Mm -hmm. That's just so when he gets back on track, like he's sees himself as worthy of dignity and of respect. And he treats everybody else with respect as well. And it's almost like, yeah, you you just get into this thing of like you're so defensive when you've fallen off that path because you yeah. know it's oh not right, but you're so out of energy <laughs> and ironically cutting yourself off from the people who could give you strength and like lend you their energy and their you know, yeah. like you say doesn't have to be done with dialogue mm-hmm. is such a clear all of the character moments show you exactly the like the effects of cutting yourself off from the wider world yeah. and and how but how, how hard it is to get back on this on this path like it just it does take work yeah. and i think that's toxic positivity is pretending that doesn't take work yes that is one of the huge yeah because yeah. toxic to toxic positivity <laughs> is i'm is, positively positive <laughs> like yeah it's all those like just smile try to be ha- like all that stuff just is not a just just yeah. just what the fuck you <laughs> You do it. You. Yeah. I'm going to judo throw you out of this window. <laughs> God, I want to learn judo throw that <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah, but but laying out, like, yeah, it is work. Here is the work. And, like, mm-hmm. that still doesn't necessarily help a person that's at rock bottom or even no. on the way there. No. But at least... Or on the way up. Like, it's, yeah. there's no one... Yeah. To recognize it is something wild. <laughs> yeah. And like, to know that, like, you're doing that same work at the same time as someone else and for the mm. same purpose, like, that imbues meaning in it and and value in it to me yeah Yeah, it doesn't solve the problem necessarily but you are connecting with another person and like validating your existence (laughs) and like it takes the power away in a small way from the negative things Mm. or the it's not that they're not happening or that there's a cure-all for them or whatever it just places the importance on the things that you do for one another do you know what I mean? Hmm, yeah. I, yeah. Everything I say, it feels like it's approaching toxic this positivity, is... but like, you know what I mean. This whole goddamn movie, though, is if you divorce it from what you're actually watching, it sounds so corny. And... I know. It's hard to talk about without yeah. being like, but not cheesy, but not in a stupid way. It's a goddamn magic trick, I tell you what. <laughs> the magic of cinema. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree completely with thank you. what you're trying to articulate. <laughs> this yeah. movie is a cryptid, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I know it's there, but I just can't. The judo it's hard cryptid. To, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, only thing that I wanted to just, like, to sum up is yes. that 
all grounded in such great character motivation and character work, but just how it's, I do not get how it's somehow a movie about the power of friendship, getting up when you get knocked down, Yeah. but you almost don't notice that that's what it is until yeah. you've sat with it after, like 30 minutes after you've watched it. Yeah. It's, yeah, like it, it's just about trying to help people, period, yeah. is the movie. Yeah. And like connecting through this conduit that happens to be martial arts. It's yes, like, yeah. God damn. I know. I just can't ah, quite articulate. But yes, that's so what I like. let's pair this up then. Let's double bill this. Let's do. This little judo friend of ours. <laughs> uh, I would love if you would take us away with what you've chosen to double bill this bad boy with. Sure. So I'm going to, uh, in a roundabout way, do <laughs> the same type of movie where it's like not, it's it's kind of fighting toxic positivity in a genre that traditionally is very toxically positive. I, oh, I got through you it. You did it. <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> The struggle. The struggle is worth it. Um, And sort of being like, you know, sports movies, underdog sports movies being the big like, and everything was solved in the end. This genre also tends to be like nice little bow on things Uh, at the end. It's a musical. Um, I'm going to pair it with It's Always Fair Weather uh, from 1955, directed by Stanley Donan, which is another Stanley Donan, um, Gene Kelly musical. You may have seen, it's got the famous like Gene Kelly singing while on roller skates Mm -hmm. number. And the number that he's singing that fucking scene is about how he used to hate himself. And now someone else has come into his life that's like, yeah, I see you're a shitbag. I don't care. You're still a person. And so he's singing, wow, if she likes me, should I like myself too? It's the name of the song is I like myself. And... And this whole movie is about, like, three GIs that come home from war and they're like, we'll be best friends forever. And then ten years goes by and their lives just <laughs> fall to shit. Yeah, it does. And then they get back together and be like, well, I don't want to open up to my my friends on this, like, ten-year anniversary getting back together because I don't like myself anymore and, yeah. and there's nothing worth showing to another person yeah i don't want another person to see this yes yeah yeah. but the the way you could solve or at least lighten the load of how bad you feel about this is to share it with other people and Mm -hmm. commiserate and you know and this was not a well-received movie because people were like what someone described it as a feel bad musical that's exactly what was running through my brain mgm's feel bad musical of the season didn't do well because people were like what the fuck? It's so this is such dark. a depressing. Yeah, it's very dark, and I it's got it. this like, you know, TV is starting to take over everything and put this high gloss oh. shine on everything, and like, um, yeah. So it's yeah. you know where normally you would see them all get back together and be like, we've fixed our lives. Like nothing gets fixed, but they're just there for each other now. Yeah. That's all, and so they're like, okay, I can face another day, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Um, and there's three of them and they all, you know, they're ground down by life. This, this is more of like a midlife crisis. Mm, Throwdown feels like a quarter life crisis. You know, when you hit that like 25, 26 and you're like, oh, gee, (laughs) but like metaphorically. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm pairing it with. Sweet. That's great. Both in actual theme and in tone of like the sports movie does not actually lift the underdog up. It is wild to say that like, I think that Throwdown is a much more uplifting movie than that 1950s MGM musical. I know. (laughs) Starring Gene Kelly. It's a much more positive movie. Throwdown is. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh man. It's really good. So yeah, um, that's what I'm going to pair it with. Nice. You got a name for it? Ooh, no. I got one. I like me. <laughs> Great. There you go. <laughs> I think that's cute. Yes. That's a, that's the perfect uh, 
theme for both. Wonderful. I'll take it. Over to you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pair this with another movie that starts out as a light comedy, but pivots into a story about, like, friendly rivalry, almost. Okay. Or, like, you know, just faction versus faction conflict rivalry. Uh, only to be resolved that with the knowledge that, uh, like, through knowing each other and using everybody's knowledge for good, we can all better each other and lift each other up. Okay. Uh, it is a martial arts movie, so I'm going for, like, what I thought Throwdown was the first time I watched it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it is a Shaw Brothers movie. I am just really taken with them right now, so I'm thinking about them a lot. And I, <laughs> yeah, this is a really big part of your life. <laughs> we'll try not to overdo it on the pod with them. But uh, Zalau Karlung movie, who is my favorite action director, called Heroes of the East from 1978. <laughs> nice, yes. Uh, it is a new-ish one to me. I like it a lot, uh, just for... A brief overview of it. Gordon Liu is the star. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's a Chinese martial arts student who is struggling to relate to his new Japanese wife. And, like, it's a real, like, comedy of errors. And, like, yeah. she kicks through their brick wall. He's like, you can't do <laughs> she that. She likes spears. He likes swords. Yeah. And they went and she's like, well, nunchucks are the best. He's like, well, no, these are the best. And then they <laughs> fight about it. It's really good. When a series of martial arts misunderstandings spiral into an international incident, <laughs> he's forced to take on seven of Japan's most powerful martial arts masters, each an expert in a different discipline, including judo. Right. And karate to, like, double-handed sword and ninjutsu is all in there. It's right, yeah. goddamn wild. It's so funny. When you say the synopsis, I can't believe that that's the movie that came out of it. But yep, that's what the movie is. But it's, it's another one where you watch the first third and you're like, oh, okay, oh, I get okay. it. This is just this a silly... Cute. Go- yeah, like, a husband goofy. and wife are fighting. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. And it turns into like, well, Japan will invade China if yeah. you don't... Like, what the hell are we talking <laughs> she about? She went back to, Deja- to Japan to complain and uh, things are going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Gordon Liu accidentally challenges all of Japan to a martial arts competition. <laughs> because they, he doesn't understand, like, the cultural background yeah. to it. Yeah. And it's got, like, it was stylish at the time to do, like, Chinese nationalism over mm. Jap- Japan nationalism, I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh, they did have a lot of wars. Um, so, I mean. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of conflict there. Most of the way that those movies resolve, though, is China's the victor. Fuck Japan. Like, yeah. It's a really like, oh <laughs> like my god, borderline holding up someone's severed head and yeah. being like, we will do it every time. It, it feels like yeah. a fine movie you're going on along with, and then it turns almost propagandish in yeah, the end. Yeah. Whereas this one is, yes, China comes out on top. It's a Chinese movie. It's a Chinese <laughs> studio. It's going to do that. Yeah. But the way that it comes out on top is the Chinese person connecting with a Japanese person, understanding their code of honor in this yes. case, because yeah. it has to do with some samurai stuff, and then being like, you know what? We're all really good fighters. Yeah. Let's just hang. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be best friends. And then the movie, like most Shabra, good Shabra's movies, feels like it ends mid-sentence. Yeah. And... <laughs> like borderline, they high-five and it face yeah. frames. Like, it's almost <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. But another thing that I love yeah. about Throwdown specifically and my favorite martial arts movies... I'm thinking a lot about just choreography generally. Sure. Uh, Johnny Toe and his writers alluded to utilizing choreography as much as possible to like tell a story with stuff and sure. tell a character. And that's, to me, is the best kind of thing. An action scene is just a dramatic scene that happens to have action in it for them. Yes, right. Uh, and it's I mean, not the point to punch someone. It's yeah. why are they doing it? How are they doing it? And I'm making enormous generalizations here, sure. so sure, bear sure. with me through this. The We all know the action, the like Hollywood actioners that are about, oh, and then we do a set piece here because that's where the set piece goes in the formula. Yes. Or because why we want to blow up a helicopter. Why all feel the fucking same, yeah. Yeah, and it, exactly. And it's why they don't feel special. Yeah. 
Whereas Lau Kar Long is my favorite action choreographer because he's the guy in my mind that knows how to tell a story through choreography. Yeah. And I mean, mileage varies with different movies, but uh, Gordon Liu is also great at showing it too. Um, yes. But like the seven Japanese masters, you don't spend any time talking to them. No, they're just cardboard cutouts, really. Yeah, yeah. but they're used as ways for Gordon Liu's character to learn about himself and learn about Japan, yeah. learn what he doesn't know, and that becomes the thing he has to overcome. Yes. It's really, like, yeah. it, it, it can be looked at as just, like, a fun martial arts romp, which it is. Uh, <laughs> it's got some of the most, like, the highest minute count of action. Yeah, there's almost scene. never not an action yeah, scene happening. It's wild. Yeah. But it means that the story gets told through those action scenes. Yeah. And I just love how, yeah, I just love that storytelling style of how yeah. it's done. It's not like, oh, you have to, you do... You do have to defeat the seven masters, but it's almost not defeat and more just like understand what they're doing and mm-hmm. and learn from it. Yeah, it's not important that you beat them, yeah. just that you appreciate their style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I just that's my little choreographic nice. rant. <laughs> well met. No, it's it's good, and that's that's a good highlight of the like the action part of this. What you think is going to be a very action-y movie and is mm. much more of a drama. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And I'm calling my double bill all aboard the friend ship. <laughs> okay. Because she sails back to Japan, I guess? No, it's just friendship's a word. I felt like... <laughs> I just like friendship. Everybody's getting on board with the idea of friendship oh, okay. In these all right, okay. Sailing <laughs> off on the friendship. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Very cute double bill names this week. I yes, I have been uplifted by this movie yes. throw down and so I'm here to <laughs> throw provide... you all down <laughs> as well. Yes. But with friendship. With puns on friendship. Uh <laughs> yeah, that will just about do us for another episode of that here podcast of ours. Um, what's happening i don't know i'm uh <laughs> trying to wrap it up all right well so. i appreciate this i i think yes if you take away anything from this movie it should be please watch johnny toe movies oh, watch yeah. them more than once yes really just like if you like you know crime action if you like mm-hmm. drama if you, like obviously there are several movies to choose from but yeah. the the more famous ones and the ones that you tend to be able to get in north america are obviously some of some of the best ones and mm-hmm. some of the most interesting like genre mixes and all very memorable that's the thing i love about his movies the genre mix yeah. aspect cuz like this movie feels given like i keep saying we've only seen a handful of his movies but this feels so unlike every other one of his movies throwdown does yeah, yeah. and then the next movie will feel so unlike <laughs> there's thematic so stuff distinct. that's really sure and sure. some superficial stuff that's really in common, but it is just like every time he approaches a genre, it's a new thing entirely. Yeah. It's so cool. Which is really, really cool to see, uh, you know, just be able to get a hold of these yeah. days. So seek it out. Please do. And uh, <laughs> give us all the credit if you like it and don't talk to us if you didn't. Uh, get out of my life. So... I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I want to be learn how to be throw down more effectively. <laughs> uh, you can find us at Garbage Pod on Twitter and Instagram to talk with us about this wonderful movie. Uh, you can find me at Dick R. Navis. Aaron, where can the people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter if they'd like it. Macklebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. I'll talk a little bit about uh, Hong Kong movies as well. Yeah, like that. Please do. Yeah. Uh, the Toronto mayoral race and Hong Kong movies. <laughs> Those are, are my big, big two. two topics, yeah. <laughs> uh, so please rate and review us with that in mind on the podcast platform of your choice. And come on next time for another pile of garbage. Thanks, y'all.
Shop! <laughs> 